tonight. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. We'll just probably read all the way through. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that dieth. Yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also maketh intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy name's sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature should be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I want to also read tonight 1 John. Please bear with me. I thought I had that mark, but here we go. We got it. First John chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. First John chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the perpetuation, the perpetuation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. I want to use tonight for my text, Romans chapter 8, verse 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And tonight. I want to preach with God's help on the thought, God got your back. God's got your back, or the great defender. Let us pray. Pastor, please stand and pray, sir. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. Yes, God got us. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. We appreciate it. We do appreciate Pastor and Sister Devonshire. Amen. Being gracious to me, allow me to preach tonight. The phrase, I got your back, means that 
that person, brother, is there to help you. Now, no, that person is there to help you. We say, I got your back. I'm going to help you. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hinder you, but I'm going to support you. I'm going to encourage you. They will watch out and take care of the things you're likely to miss. They are a second set of eyes for you. You can rely on this person. And he won't, he will not let you down. This describes our God tonight. Jesus is for us. Amen. Now, I've been endeavoring, I've been endeavoring to read Joshua chapter 1, verse 7 through 9, almost daily. Uh, this, this past month or so, I can't remember, maybe a few weeks ago, can't remember. But I've been endeavoring to read it daily, and I'm going to give you the scriptures here in a moment. But when you read Joshua chapter 1, the servant, God's servant, Moses, had died. And God had spoken to Joshua in verse 5. He said, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. I got your back. Amen. Amen. I am with you, whithersoever you go. Don't worry about losing. You're going to win. You're going to win. You're going to win. And I'm glad to be on a winning team tonight. Amen. Amen. Listen to these verses, these verses that I've endeavored to read and and I want it to be a blessing to me, uh, not that I've been feeling weak or discouraged, but you have to keep yourself encouraged in God. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, God says to Joshua, only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper. Thank you. Look at that. Prosper. It is God's will for us to prosper tonight, to be in good health, even as our soul prosper. Amen. He said that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Now you say, well, he's talking about the law. But let's, let's move a little bit forward here to Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, he said, Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. How are you going to know how to live if you don't ever read it, if you don't ever think about it, if you don't ever meditate on it? We need to feast on the word of Almighty God. It's the word of God that gives us encouragement. Amen. Then he goes on. He said that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Oh, hallelujah. He said, have I not commanded thee? Be strong 
and of good courage. Be not afraid. I got your back. That's not in there. I just put it in there. Neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Another time God reminded him, I am with you. I got your back. All you got to do is do what I tell you to do. And tonight you may be saying, preacher, it's hard to do what God is asking me to do. Say, God, give me the grace. Give me grace, God, so I can be determined to do do what you want me to do. Amen. God's got your back. He's our great defender. Our text reads, our text reads, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? I trust that you know that God is for you tonight. The Bible even tells us so. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, let's continue that Christmas spirit. Can we continue that Christmas spirit? That spirit of celebrating Christ the birth of Christ. You know, we shouldn't just celebrate the birth of Christ at Christmas time. We should celebrate it every day. Celebrate his birth. Celebrate his life. Celebrate his sufferings. Celebrate his death on the cross. Celebrate his rising again. I believe the more we think about Jesus, then we won't be gloomy. We won't be sad. We won't be discouraged. We won't be saying, I don't know if I can make it. I don't know what 2023 is going to behold. I don't need to know what it's going to behold. I know the one that's in control. I know the one that said that we're in his hands. Amen. That our father is greater than anyone. And no man can pluck us out of God's hand. Amen. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Now, before I read that, we're not CME Christians. How many know what that is? Some of y'all know. Well, I better not. Since you already know, since you already know, then I don't have to get into that. CME Christians. But I remember I was a CME sinner when I was growing up. Christmas time, I was a hypocrite. Because at Christmas time, well, I wasn't a hypocrite that day, but the rest of the year I was. Growing up at Christmas, a little boy up until teenage years, maybe when I got 16, 17, I started doing crazy stuff, 15. But uh, you didn't curse. It didn't matter what day Christmas was on. If it was on a Monday, you didn't curse. You didn't drink. I don't even think we even watched any TV or whatever the case may be. You were just a good, good boy or girl. Amen. I was a CME whatever, sinner Christian. Amen. What is that? On on Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter. Amen. Anyway, praise the Lord. Let's move on. Whew. All right. The Bible says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. That means that he's going to be in close association with us doing good times, doing bad times, doing ugly times, amen, doing inflation, economic stagnation, amen, everything going up but your wages. But there's a God that says, Paul says, my God shall supply all your need according to your riches and glory. It's riches and glory by Christ Jesus, amen. God's for us tonight. God's love is for us tonight. His love is everlasting. His love is everlasting tonight. His love is enduring. You can, you can count on God's love tonight. It's a love that will never let you down. Never do you wrong. 
never talked to you in a way where he's trying to belittle you, make you feel so small. God doesn't do that. People do, but not God. God is love tonight. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 6, and also verse 8, for when we were yet without strength, that means when we were helpless, when we couldn't do it ourselves, when we couldn't do it ourselves, I know sometimes I, I think about the youth often, but sometimes they're in a world of a lot of trials and temptations and peer pressure, and I was there, I was growing up, and I know how that can be, though I was one of those sneaky ones, Amen. Amen. My mom, she didn't know how to catch me doing any stuff. Now, my brother, he may do it right in the open. But, oh, me, I just like to sneak and do it. But nevertheless, but I tried to do what's right. How many ever tried to do what's right? Did you just couldn't do it? Come on now, that's all of us. So the Bible says, when we were yet without strength, that means helpless. In due time, Christ died for the ungodly, verse 8. But God commended his love toward us. God's love is for us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God's got our back tonight. For the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him, that means if you commit your life to him, if you trust in God, if you just give him your life and repent of your sins, amen, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. How many want everlasting life tonight? Amen. Another thing, verse 17, a lot of times we don't read this, but we should. Verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God did not send his son. God did not send his son into the world to beat you down. When you already been beaten down. Beaten down by guilt. Beaten down by regret. Beaten down by sin, shame, and failure, and disappointments. And there are times in my Christian walk not too long ago, I heard the voice saying to me, you messed up. Now, I'm not talking about going out and living in sin. I'm, talking, I'm not talking about going shacking up and getting drunk with somebody, getting drunk. He said, you made a bad decision. And it just kept coming. And it kept coming. And I began to pray. And I began to talk to God. And as I prayed and talked to God, I would say, God, you're not like that. You're not going to dog me out. Can I get a witness? God's not going to dog me out in my mind. I say, you messed up, you messed up, you messed up, you made a mistake, you made a mistake. I said, God, it's either me, my subconscious, or the devil, or all together. But it's not God. Because God doesn't beat us down. God doesn't bring up stuff. Amen. If you repent of it, guess what? He forgives you. How many believe that? He forgives you. He cleans you. Amen. Thank God that he's on our side tonight. It has been shared. It has been shared. Having voices in your head is normal. Listening to them is common. Arguing, acceptable. However, however, when you lose the argument, argument in your head you're in trouble the best thing to do is to begin to rebuke it in the name of Jesus I rebuke this thought I cast down this thought in the name of Jesus 
God has not given me the spirit of fear, amen, but a power and a love and a sound mind. That means a disciplined mind. I can have disciplined thinking, amen. I don't have to allow the devil to flood me with all kinds of thoughts and failures. God knows my heart, amen. And if God be for us, who can be against us, amen. Who can be against us? You just got to speak that name, Jesus, amen. Speak that name, Jesus, for the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, verse 32, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him? Listen to this. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? God is for us. All things are possible with God. If I ask God for something and I believe it and I don't doubt it, the Bible said no good thing will he withhold from them that walk up rightly. And when we walk up rightly before God, guess what? He's going to answer our prayers. He's going to bring about the blessing, bring about the miracle you've been asking for. Just don't give up. Don't quit. Don't grow weary, man. Believe God is going to happen. It's going to happen. Amen. Secondly, God's got your back, and I already covered some of it, with forgiveness of sin. 1 John chapter 2, verse 1 through 2, the Bible says, My little children, these things write unto you that ye sin not. God has not given us a license to sin. But he goes on, if any man sin, because we've all sinned before. Hello, don't be trying to be self-righteous. Not me. I don't sin. Well, you just sin by saying you don't sin. They got the nerve, you know. Jesus, you know, you know, Jesus, you know who Jesus had a hard time with? He had a hard time with the religious folks. They were strained at a net and swallow a camel. He said, Whoa, you scribes, Pharisees, I was reading that today, the other day, when I maybe today. Hypocrites. Jesus didn't play. But he was merciful to the common people, to those that wanted him and wanted to hear his word, but those that thought they knew everything. And that everybody else is in a bad shape, but they're in a good shape. You may want to look in the mirror. You may be in a bad shape tonight. But anyway, let's move on. These things write unto you that you sin not. If any man sin, we have an advocate. Oh, hallelujah. That means a lawyer. We got a great defender tonight. With the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. I don't know, I don't know if, you lie, if I'm loud out there, but I'm loud up here. Okay. All right. I'm, not, I'm most definitely not trying to burst an eardrum tonight. Amen. I already been experienced ringing in my ears. Ring, ring, ring. <laughs> not that kind of ring. Okay. Jesus Christ, the righteous. Listen to this right here. I have, so I have a note here, and I want to slow down just for a moment. Don't beat yourself down. I said, don't beat yourself down when you mess up. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't feel bad. You should feel bad. You should want to quit, amen? And you know, and this came to mind before uh, the church service, and we're wrapping up another year. You know how we all start out saying, we're going to read my Bible through this year. You know, we all start out that way. And I'm thankful. And I, I, I want to share this to provoke you to, to, to love and good works. Now, I'm, really, I'm being serious. I want to share this. But when I heard that 
you know, we should do it as unto the Lord. To read my Bible back in 1991-92, I've endeavored, and it doesn't make me better, all right, but I've endeavored to read my Bible through all the way. But having said that, having said that, you started out this year, you said, I'm going to do it this year, but man, you're far behind. Let me tell you something, don't beat yourself down. Hello? I'm not saying, say, okay, oh well, whatever. No, but say, God, by your grace. And God, give me the determination, the, the determination that when January 1st come, God, that sometime during that day, I'm going to start reading my Bible and I'm going to purpose in my heart to read it daily by your grace. And let me tell you, if you ask God for grace and you put forth some effort, he's going to help you. Amen. He's going to be on your side. He's not going to try to condemn you if you miss a day or two. He's going to encourage you to get back at it. Amen. You know, you think, you know, we go around thinking, will God forgive me? Well, God told us. God told the disciples. The disciples said, how many times should we forgive our brothers? Seven times? Jesus said seven times 70. That's 490 times. Now, if you think Jesus told them to do that to one another, how much more do you think he'll forgive us? If we confess our sins to him, amen, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. He's got our back tonight. David knew when he messed up, the Bible said, went out there, gone into Bathsheba, how the prophet Nathan came over there to him. And, but David began to pray when the prophet said, thou art the man, you messed up, but you can clean up your mess if you want to. And David cleaned up the mess. How did he clean it up? This is what the Bible says in Psalms 51, verse 2, 3. Verse 1 through 3, it says, have mercy. Listen, that's where we got to start, church. Have mercy. Have mercy. A lot of times, even when I think about blind Bartimaeus, though he wanted to see, but he started out, mercy, mercy. I need mercy. I'm going to need mercy tonight. David said, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. He said, wash me truly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before thee. And skipping down to verse 10, David said, create in me a clean heart. Renew the right spirit within me. David wanted to be right. He wanted a clean slate. And he knew that God had his back. And tonight, December the 29th, 2022, whatever you've done, whatever you've been messing up on, you can get it together tonight. I said, you can get it together tonight. I remember going back to the house, going back to Mississippi. I got about seven minutes. I need to wrap this up. But uh, I remember going back to Mississippi, and uh, I remember my friend, one of my hometown, I grew up with him, and uh, he was saved. Timmy, I got saved. I remember when you used to do this and do that. He was naming the sin. I'm not going to name them all. But it was some pretty bad stuff. I said, used to. But God saved me. God delivered me. 
And the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. The key to not messing up so much is to get in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, get the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost so you can build up your most holy faith and keep yourself in the love of God. Because when you're keeping yourself in the love of God, you don't want to sin. You don't want to lie. You don't want to hate. You don't want to cheat. You, hello, you don't want to curse. You don't want to be a hypocrite. You want to be real when you get the Holy Ghost. And that's what we need, church. We need the Holy Ghost. We need we need to get the Holy Ghost, and we need to pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. God is for us. Amen. And lastly, there's so much more, but I'm going to move on. Lastly, God's Son, God's Son, Jesus Christ, got our back. He is praying for us. Jesus is praying for us. The Bible says in Hebrews 7, verse 25, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost, that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. God's got our back. He's praying for us. I want to share this about Peter. Jesus was praying for them. There had been some, there had been some strife among, among them. There had been some strife. When you read the whole account in Luke chapter 22, but in verse 31 and 32, I'm going to read in just a moment. But there had been some strife among them. And I thought about this. Is there strife between me and another brother or a sister? Do I got some beef with somebody? You know, Abraham told Lot. When there was strife among the herdsmen, the, the, his men, their men, he said, let there be no strife. We be brethren. You know he had to be black. You know he was. We be brethren. Amen. That's just screw. That's just right. You know. I don't know what color it is. It don't matter to me anyway. But is there any strife between you or brother or sister? Is there any strife between kids and their parents? You know, kids can get in a huff. They can get in a huff. Say, what is that preacher huff? I want to make sure I was saying it right. In an angry or annoyed state, they get angry with their parents. Now, who do you think paying that, paying for you to live in that house? Who do you think buying that food? Now, no, maybe, you know, I just pray and ask God to help me. Maybe this is not for anybody here. Maybe it's for the people online tonight, but whatever. And I get it. I understand. You're, you're growing up. But you got to say, God, help me. And then, on the other hand, parents don't need to be going around provoking their children to anger. I know you want to say, I, I got your back all right. I got your backside. You know, and no, parents have to be supportive and not so judgmental. My son, and I've shared it before how that uh, 
My son, Timothy, of course, I thank God, went over for revival back in church, coming to every service, going to the altar, praying, seeking God, uh, share with me, receive the Holy Ghost, but praying. And I'm looking and praying, and, you know, I'm not seeing all the good that God has done. I'm, I'm looking at the good, but I'm not seeing it. And so I waited till the revival was over with. And I was at his house, and I, I saw him. he had something on that I didn't really agree with, that I didn't like. You know, because I thought, man, you could do better. But I didn't hold my peace. And I had to say something. Instead of being supportive. And he said to me, Dad, why are you judging me? And so we went back a little bit, but then I stopped and thought about it. And, uh, but he said to me something. He said, he said you know, I, that's why I wanted to get church clothes. So I can have something decent to wear to church. And I was driving one day as I left his place, gone and on my way maybe to Lawton. I can't remember. Maybe I was with Eric. And I called him. You see, yes, God's got our back, but parents need to make sure they have their children back. And so I called him. And I said to him, I said, son, you know, I was wrong. I was being critical and judgmental. I was not seeing the good that God had done, that was done, doing in your life. And you know what he said? He said, Dad, anyway, I don't want to say, oh, I got to be careful because, you know, get sentimental. He said, Dad, I'm sorry for the way I talked to you. And I could hear a pause in his voice, but he was on the phone as if he stopped for a moment, maybe he was sharing some tears, I don't know. But, well, I said this to say this, say all of this. I want him to know that I'm supportive of him and that I realize he's still a work in progress. I don't want to be the type of person, I can't believe they're wearing that junk. Well, buy them something. Don't be critical. Don't find fault. Amen? We all need help. I say we all need help. You hear people say, I can't believe they're doing this. If you keep saying they, you, you can't believe they're doing something, you're going to be doing it. And a lot of times, you want to do what they're doing. When you say, I can't believe they're wearing that garbage, do you want to wear it? But anyway, I know I'm, you're kicking me off this platform here. I got to get ready to go. But, uh, you know, God is good. And God is trying to help all of us. The young people, the older people, God wants to help all of us. God has our back. He's concerned for us. Oh, here we go. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing this to my mind. I got it right here. Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. Y'all can get ready to come. I'm going to wrap this up. I want to close with something, but I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to close with Luke 22, 31 and 32. But Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. It says right here, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, man, why can I be listening to God when I'm ready to criticize people? Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit, listen, in the spirit of meekness. That means gentleness. Not being harsh critical, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. And here, 
Jesus said to Peter. The Bible says, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan had desired to have you. Now, Jesus could have lit into all of them about being argumentative and having all this strife. But he said, behold, Satan had desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But here's the part I like. But I have prayed for thee. I got your back, Peter. The devil may want to take you out. The devil may want to destroy you. But I prayed for you. Amen. That's what the Bible says. That thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. We need to encourage one another. We need to let one another know. God's got your back. Amen. And if God be for us, who can be against us? God bless you as you bow your heads in prayer tonight. God bless you.